Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Rose Podcast number 677. I got a, uh, hey, I heard of that place, Montana. Exactly. Which is why, if you're in Montana, you're probably looking for something to do. Well, if you go to Missoula, I performed in Missoula. Oh, you have? It's a cool town. Well, now they have a convention. They have a sci fi convention. MissCon 29 is coming up in the end of May. Nice. May 22nd to 25th. They've got a cosplay contest, they've got panels, and their guest of honor, Terry motherfucking Brooks. Nice. Yeah, Missoula's a great town. And uh, and I recommend it. So if you're in that area, if you're in the so if you want to be in a great town and now see a Spider-Man walking down the screw street. it, even if you're in the Idaho Panhandle, pop over. Oh yeah, if you're in Spokane, pop over. Guys, nerd party, Missoula, May twenty second to twenty fifth. Montana, uh, home of Reggie Watts. Real? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, original home of Reggie Watts. You got something, Katie? Yeah, I just want to remind people that um, if you're a comedian and you want to enter a contest. To be on the Nerdist stand-up cluster. Yes. And also open for you at Comic-Con. That's You right. can do that. You can go to totinosliving.com and submit to, to become that. Yeah, so submit like a two to four minute video, basically. <laughs> You're submitting a two to four minute video. Yeah. Uh, and we're trying to, because, you know, the thing about comedy is you, you, you get very myopic and you go, oh, well, I know everyone who's out there, but you don't. And so, you know, they, Totino's gave us this opportunity to find someone and then like fly someone out, be on the cluster and take someone to open for me in San Diego. And the cluster is June 8th and then the show at San Diego would be July 10th. Yeah, the cluster is June 8th at NerdMelt and so we'll have a ticket link for that soon and you can come. And and I I didn't do one last year because I just got super busy, but um, if you go back... You can uh, listen to the other stand-up clusters on the on the yeah, podcast. We should fun. We, we should post we should post the the old ones all in one page. Yeah, on on it. the website just so people can catch up because they yeah. have some good there's some good folks in there. Yeah, there's some people now that have like totally you know blown up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like like yeah. I think Pete and Camille, Pete, Pete yeah. and Ron Funches, and Funches, yeah. and yeah, yeah, Bronger, Bronger and yeah. uh, Adam, Adam, Kate, and Holland. Yeah. Like there's some there's some good there's some good ones in there. There's some good ones in there. Um, this episode of the podcast is Kumail Nanjiani. We just referenced him as being in the stand-up cluster. Who? Kumail. I've never heard of him. Nanjiani. Kumail? He's got an indoor wait, kids podcast? Wait, wait, wait. You that might place? recognize him from going, Emily! <laughs> He's uh, that guy. Portlandia? The Emily guy. Well, maybe Silicon Valley is a show that you've noticed. The Sundays at 10 p.m. on HBO. Uh, or the Indoor Kids podcast every Monday on the Nerdist Podcast Network, or or the Meltdown show, or or Never Comedy heard Meltdown. Of any of these? What things, are these guys? Comedy Meltdown the Wednesday night show at Melt. You record podcasts above it on what? Wednesdays Where? at Meltdown. Oh, that's what that yeah. noise is. Yeah. And all those people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Now. Yeah. It's, it's not. It wasn't just a. It wasn't just a rally. Like there was, was a comedy show. A lot of people like hanging out with Adam Dorsey on Wednesday nights. <laughs> podcast number six seventy seven with Kumail Nanjiani. 
Now entering Nerdist.com. Well, it's nice that we're all just sitting down now to begin talking. <laughs> yeah, let's make that. Let's, let's get those noises in here, just so we can put that in. <laughs> Shuffling. Yeah. Good. Good. Water. Oh, no, Ooh, I water. Should, wait. A lot of them start like this, right? Thanks so much for having oh, me. Oh yeah, thank you. Ow! Ow! Now you have to do the part where you have to ask. You don't know who Jonah is. Yeah, you don't know who Jonah is. You have to ask if you can swear, and then you have to ask when do we start. Oh, and can we yeah. also go? When does this thing come out? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can say when Those does this thing all come the, out. Do the I'll part where you don't know who Jonah is. You awkwardly ask, and dead air happens while Jonah then has to answer for Yeah. Cool. Great to see you, man. So these are. Your assistants? Well, sort of. Um, no, you say nothing. Oh, <laughs> you say nothing. Say nothing. There's a right. script. Let my bro hang here. <laughs> yeah. So is this microphone hooked up to anything? I'm, we're, or? A, we're on a show too together. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, I didn't yeah, see you. Yeah, I've been doing this. Hey, for how's there. it going? No, good. It's because we're on opposite sides. That's true. When I'm on the other side. I only know your left side. Yeah, exactly. The mole side. Yeah, I don't know so. your right side. <laughs> there must be someone out there who only recognizes like half a face. And like if they saw you from the other side, they would be I don't know who that is, and you turn, you're like, oh Jonah, just yeah. cubicle Harvey people, Dent. yeah, yeah, Harvey you Dent would be one of those. People. Those people Staying who can't brand. tell faces, I've read all about that. That's an interesting little thing. Oh to yeah, have. face blindness, isn't that crazy? Face blindness, yeah. And they also, uh, what movie was it? Oh, do you guys watch Hannibal at all? I haven't been watching Hannibal, but I hear it's amazing. Hannibal has like I'm not going to excitedly declare I haven't been watching it like Chris just did. I haven't seen it. It's great. There's one part where they test for somebody having a specific like mental issue by having them draw a clock. Uh-huh. And so they draw a clock and you see from their perspective it's a real clock. And then other people see it and it's like an oval with the four, three, like they're all over the place. Oh, jumbled so up. any kind of face. So even pe- the face of a clock. Yeah. Sometimes I think, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They can't even tell potatoes because they have eyes on them. So Whoa. Are you talking about Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. They can't tell Mr. Potato. To them it's just... Because you just said you just said that like all potatoes have eyes. No, but they're called eyes, yeah, right? The little holes little on the potatoes. potatoes. Those are called eyes. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. How did I live my entire life and not, I know so much weird, random, obscure this trivia? This is a yeah. great question. How oh, did you not know that? It just escaped me for all these you years. You know what, Chris? Pi- yeah. You're right. They shouldn't be called eyes. Yeah. There's no reason for them to be called eyes. They don't well, they look, look like eyes. Like eyes. Yeah. Huh? Like and a pile of shit has a thousand yeah. eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's from Stand by Me. Oh. <laughs> wow. It's a fun moment in the movie. <laughs> I don't remember. This it. is my assistant Jonah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, God. So he just references like pop culture stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The curtain has been lifted on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. all we do essentially. Yeah. yeah. He did, he's done two of them so far. You asked <laughs> no, if anyone had I'm seen Hannibal to make him. a point. I'm Chris is wearing a Star Wars him. shirt. That, this is what we, we fucking do. do. That's uh, all we do. To be fair, this is a Pokeball Death Star shirt. So yeah. it's so Pokemon. Yeah. We don't have self. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is that supposed to be? Matt, like- you seem upset. <laughs> We, none of us have time to make two references anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta, gotta be up. efficient. Yeah. We have the, to be efficient with our references. We have yeah, to match yeah. things up. What, is totally. that, what does that say to you? What does that shirt say to you? What do you want people to know when you walk in the room with that shirt on? Well, Mike, uh, Matt, unlike you, I... I... <laughs> 
<laughs> it sounded real. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't wear things to try to affect people in any way. No, I just, no, but like, what is it? What when you're putting that shirt on in the morning? I want to know. I want to get inside your head. I want to get inside your massive walk-in closet in your Spanish villa. You're, yeah. um, it's not Spanish. It's a French well, country style. Oh, house. I thought you were talking about the Palace of the Mind thing. That's not <laughs> what that is. My mind is a Spanish villa. So you open your you open your closet, <laughs> and I'm sure it's lined with literally Thanks, thousands of T-shirts. Okay. Yeah. You 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 pick that one out. Yeah. You go. I love this shirt because uh, there were two two reasons that I picked this shirt. Mm-hmm. One is Pokemon. One is Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There are four reasons I picked this shirt. <laughs> one is Pokemon. One is Star Wars. Uh, one is that it's a new shirt, uh-huh. and it was at the top of my shirt pile. Plus, it's going to have a good collar, a new shirt. I in like the, that. In the pile of in shirts the is a thousand eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, he does that yeah. all day long. <laughs> That's his one reference. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I want a T-shirt. Crazy idea that has one reference on it. That does the see. movie Stripes. I, I, <laughs> my shirt is. Jonah is on a tear. Kumail's shirt does have stripes it on just it. Has stripes on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, it would be great if the inspired. shirt like falls apart at the bottom, like the movie does. Ah, <laughs> like it's a bathroom, and it's just yeah. like ah, you know. And then the movie ends. Yeah. You guys get it. They have to get in a battle yeah. camper and yeah. go to enemy What do you want? It's a great movie. And yeah. then it's so many comedies are like that, where you're like. Great, right? All right, and then it kind of ends. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a sketch. Sketches are very yeah. hard to end. Sketches, yeah, it's, it's it's fun to it's fun to set up a story, paint a picture, te- let everyone know what the character quirks are. Well, I think yeah. that's the beauty of Wayne's World mm-hmm. in that it could have been a movie that ended just like you're saying, but yeah. they instead decided to do every version of an ending that's for that true. movie. Yeah. Because, I, I guarantee you, awesome. it was because they couldn't figure out how to end the movie. That's a good point. And also, I heard the original cut of that movie was like 35 minutes long. And oh, they shit. had to go in and shoot a bunch more stuff. I want to see that. <laughs> the 35 minute, not even making an hour of television, Wayne's World. That's, that's, that's what I heard the, room, the rumor about. That that they, <laughs> that's they, crazy. I like yeah. the idea of someone like cutting a movie and then when it's done, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is Where's the rest of it? What do you mean? (laughs) This is all of it. Made a terrible mistake. The script was 15 pages. Yeah. (laughs) We improvised another 20. Yeah. (laughs) Where's the other hour of of what? Uh, B-roll, so you'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do a lot of shots of Garth picking up shit. It's just the the Girthmobile, just like... Mirthmobile. Mirthmobile, running, like just driving back and forth. That's why they had to add the um, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody song. Yeah, Yeah, the entire song. So now they they was like, okay, we'll just shoot them driving around and shoot every song a night at the opera. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just do the whole thing. But the problem is most comedies are too long now. So I like that that one was like... Well, thirty-five is too short. Isn't it funny? It's no. funny. It's funny though the way you can judge a movie. Where if you if if you go uh, if you know, if a comedy is like ninety-four to one hundred and eight minutes, you're like it's probably pretty funny. But the second it drops below ninety minutes, and you're like, like eighty-eight minutes. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Right now, I remember like looking at the back of VHS. Going, I don't know about don't this know about movie. This. I saw a movie recently. It was eighty. It was seventy-nine minutes long. I won't say the name of it, but it was like kind of a joy. I was like, oh great! Why wouldn't you say the name of it? Well, because... Because yeah, it was kind of a joy? No, it wasn't a joy. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> well, you just said... Someone's listening to oh, it. Oh, like, gotcha, I gotcha, a gotcha. 79-minute movie. That's <laughs> I just saw a two-hour movie. What was it? Uh, White, White God. What's that? It's a Hungarian movie. Uh, Katie doesn't want to see it because it involves animals Do getting abducted. Two-hour movies happen. 
Yeah, that's yeah, a they standard do. movie length. Yeah. It was, but there is no standard movie length anymore because they, they vacillate between 79 minutes and, like, 150 minutes. Yeah. Lake, uh, Lake Placid, I just remember this because this was just so on short, uh, How right? Get Made. It was 87 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you get in. I mean, what's there to know? There's a giant alligator. Yeah, get right. in. Get Whoa, out. spoilers. <laughs> yeah. no, I knew there was a lake. Spoilers. I knew it was quite serene. Yep. Uh, no, Jonah, it's Placid. Yeah, but, like, just, but that, that's the feeling I got from Synonyms! that Synonyms! <laughs> has to be a porn called Lake Flaccid, right? I don't know and it's why. it's just dudes thumbing in. <laughs> but that's, no, no, that's what they have to do. No giant alligators yeah. in that one. No, that's probably you know, I've heard that fetish. term so many times in my life, and it never just ceases <laughs> to just bump me out. It's yeah. the, the guy thumbing it in. It's the sexual equivalent of phoning it in. You know what it is? It's good body posture right now. It's, it's, really a, yeah. it's a very visual term. You see yeah. it happening. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to smear your penis into something. <laughs> smear. Just like, yeah. smear it. Sorry. It's what like, is uh, anybody getting out of this? Yeah, not yeah. at all. That's, well, that's like play. That's like that's like uh, Play-Doh. Like you, yeah. yeah. You, you, I I read a thing in my human sexuality book about old people having sex, and it's they do stuffing, which is this is before Viagra. What you 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 take the flaccid penis and the balls, and you put everything in there. What you just put everything in there? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's it's what we have to look forward to. Stuffing. It's for old people. Well, now we have stuffing Viagra. instead of potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> with eyes. <laughs> now that's a new thing. I'm going to get to use that a lot. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Potato eyes. Well, now with Viagra, we'll be fucking till you know we're in our 90s. But I don't think Viagra. Viagra doesn't give you an erection. It sustains it once it. My dad took it once, and uh, I just I just talked about this on stage at Beta Test last night because it, it, he. Years ago, he tried Viagra, and uh, he his tongue blew up, and he oh, because he does a lot of cunnilingus. <laughs> no, because you're not supposed to let it sit on your tongue; you're supposed to swallow it immediately. Yeah. So it basically gave him a tongue boner because it sat on his tongue, oh. and his tongue basically inflated. Oh, so it's like the same stuff. It's just like, oh, this is where the blood's supposed to go. I guess. I like the idea of a drug that whatever part of your body it touches, it gets So if you want like a Popeye arm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a Hellboy arm? (laughs) Yeah. You just just crush it up and then smear it onto your... Now I just wait. That's the... I'm going to jerk off so fast. (laughs) (laughs) My tiny flaccid dick, because that's why I got the Viagra. I'm going to have to thumb it with my... my Thumb it into your other hand. <laughs> oh, Rotten. Just thumb this into my right there's, hand. There's, there's, there's several sad oh. things that paint that picture. Oh, we'll be right back with more hard dick in the boys. Yeah, ooga. <laughs> <laughs> so Kumail, I understand you're on a situation comedy. Situational comedy, yes. I'm so excited that that show came back. Oh yeah, and we're doing another season too. You're gonna so. do a third season? Yeah, it got picked up like off right after the first Fuck episode, yeah. is, which is great. So, so at least another year of this That's before great. we all all our dreams evaporate. No, got, I, I think our I dreams think, aren't really invested in the show. We just no. Enjoy I mean, it. me and the boys from Silicon Valley. Me and oh. the boys. The boys. Me and the lads. The gang. The Silicon laddies. How is it? What is happening? That's uh, a drummer. Sounded like a drummer moving his yeah. drum set out. Oh my god Lars got um, told to leave Yeah So we're gonna do Another season of that Which is exciting Do you like Are you Do you like being as busy As you are Yes I do 
I mean, I'm sure you can relate. I get I don't like... Like yesterday, we were supposed to... The only day that I had... We were supposed to go to the DMV yesterday. Mm, so we had this day blocked off for like a long time where I was like, this is the day we're going to go stand in line for fucking six hours because we need to. And then it happened so that we didn't have to go. So we were like, we're just going to do nothing yesterday. And it felt su- like such a joy to do nothing. And then literally at 11 p.m., I went into my office to like... Uh, like study for my acting class because I couldn't <laughs> handle it. Well, you because you got a sweet pad now with a nice pool yeah. and a yeah. games room. Yeah, yeah, I've got a nice little. Uh, I just got a new arcade stick from Immortal Kombat, so nice. things are looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Is the goal to uh, get to a place where you can afford to take a bunch of time off and and not? Do stuff. Well, we're going away for a week. This is what happens with me a lot, and Emily's really good about calling it out. Is I will keep myself busy a lot of times doing stuff that's just running in place. So I'll just like pour my energy just to have something to do. I'll do something like it's good. What I would like to do is have a long project and then several short ones. But then sometimes I just do several short ones, and then it's just stuff just goes away. Stuff just goes away. It's better to like. You know, be able to sort of have, be able to do something that's lasting. You know? And do you have time to? Do you, have, you probably don't have as much time to play all the things that you want to play? Um, no, I play like now that Silicon Valley's done. I'll play like late at night a little bit. Like I'll play, you know, um, I try and play about half an hour at least every day. Yeah, because I got to get good at Mortal Kombat because Ron Funches is he's, <laughs> he's out there training. You know, yeah, he's at the bottom of a swimming pool running with he's hooked up <laughs> with little wires and R- stuff. Ron Funches is you know his uh, d- don't don't let his his boyish charm deceive you. He is a fierce competitor. Yeah, he really is. The last time he won at midnight, and he's won a bunch. I think maybe he's won. Ten or, every time? A ten or eleven times. Yeah. And I and I said to him at the end, Do you get tired of winning? And he without even taking a break, he just said, uh, My goal is to reach Ric Flair's record <laughs> sixteen times. <laughs> like he already has a thing oh, in yeah. mind. Like he already has a goal in mind. He that wants makes sense. He want, I was like, You want to be the Ric Flair of at midnight? And he was like, That's right. You sh- you should uh keep track of him. Have someone keep track of it so when he does get to sixteen, you find a replica of Ric Flair's belt. He, he already, already had a belt made. made. Uh, he, did. <laughs> he paid he paid six hundred dollars to have his own at midnight championship belt made. Oh, oh, it's almost way. like he's a regular on network television. Yeah. I mean, I don't. If he gets to sixteen, I don't think you need a replica Ric Flair belt. I think you can have the actual Ric, Ric Flair, Flair come out. The dude show oh, up, attach him to a belt because he's out. around again. He's like making appearances and random stuff. Right? Oh, now. that'd yeah. be an amazing. So is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy kind of has been. He's come to meltdown and stuff. He does stand up. Yeah, yeah, but he used to come and just watch from the back. Door. I've seen him a couple times just yeah. watch, and Matt McCarthy was there. Matt McCarthy was like, What you do is so important to me. And Rick Flair, I mean, uh, Rowdy Roddy's reaction was like, Get away from me, you fucking crazy person. What? Yeah, he must, he must know at this point. I was a little bummed out, mm. but also Matt McCarthy, great guy, is very intense about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If someone comes up to you and is like, you changed my life, you're like, I don't know how to take this. This is a lot of pressure. Sure. But Rowdy Roddy's best thing, I think, best fight is that fight in They Live. Have yeah. you guys, that, that him and Keith David do for like 10 minutes where it's just like they get tired. Yeah, and the at the end, no, the fight is the just glasses. them like panting and like pushing each other yeah. ineffectually. So it's, realistic. It's so funny how that movie has 
has basically stood the test of time. In a sea of, like, you know, uh, let's put a, an athlete or a wrestler in a thing, and we'll just put a weird... Like, that movie really... Well, it's, well, it's becoming... so clear it's supposed to be Kurt Russell. Yes. Which is like, a, it's like a, I wonder how... Why uh, didn't Kurt Russell do it? I don't know the reasonings behind it, but it was in that string of, like, it was like The Thing, and then there was Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live was, like, I think, like next on the docket, or somewhere within there. Kyle. And so, uh, <laughs> I think that that movie. Kyle's it, not there to reference pop culture; he's there to confirm it. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Clarkopedia. Well, that movie works, I think, because the themes of it are just becoming more and more appropriate. Like the the, the corporations controlling us. That shit is just yeah. getting. We're just heading there more and more. So that's what anything, makes RoboCop still hold up. That's why uh, RoboCop still holds still, up. That oh, is great. unfortunately never going to go away. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, though, if uh, Shepard Ferry, uh, how he kind of based a lot of his art off of the yes. the, theme, the styles, the Obey stuff. I wonder if like, that has helped keep that movie alive and in the consciousness. In a weird I don't way. think a lot of people know that it's from They Live. I think people know it as Shepard Ferry. Oh, okay. I think so. I, I feel like a lot of people, at least in our circles... If you say they live, they're like, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. true. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a household movie name, but no. uh, but a lot of people who like, you know, weird sci-fi horror movies. Yeah. But love. that's so, like, we're in such an insulated bubble. Like, yeah. we like stuff that nobody else watches. Like, I've been, we, we, when I go to North Carolina, people go to movie theater and then look and see, okay, so at this time, this movie's playing. Let's just see this thing. I think, and I think that's okay. Because I think to us, TV and movies are really important, and we take it very seriously, and they should be watched a certain way. Don't tweet during it, whatever. I think for a lot of people, it's not that important. It's just something they do. People you know, consume things differently. So somebody had the idea of like movie theaters where you can text and tweet, and people got angry here. Like, well, don't go to those. I think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. for some people, yeah. they don't yeah. think it's as important as it is to us. I mean, it's our fucking life. Yeah, you know? Patton talks about that in his book, uh, the, the new one, Silver Screen Fiend. And he talks about how he's just, like, he was seeing like two movies at the New Beverly every night for you know five years in a row. But then in the middle of that, he goes back home to like his, you know, go see a movie with his old buddy. Like that he grew up with, and like how it's like they would go to watch Last Man Standing, and like right before the movie, it's a uh, Patton kind of goes like, "It's so crazy that this movie was an American novel that yeah. became, uh, Jap- yeah, like you know, a Japanese film." Then there was <laughs> like you know, it's just like he's like, "It's so crazy that now it's an American movie based off of this Japanese Italian." And then like uh, the guys like, like afterwards, like, "Why would you tell me that?" You know, it's in my head the whole time that I was watching some foreign thing or something, <laughs> and like. <laughs> And like he's like, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. He's like, Why would you tell me that? I was like, like that's dumb. I don't need to know that when I'm watching a movie. Say it in miles, contra miles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I use it used to make me angry. Like people will tweet at me during Silicon Valley, and I'll be like, What the fuck are you doing? Don't tweet. Watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> I hate seeing that. Like in this movie, like I go, Oh, cool. They watched. They watched that movie. Then you see him go, Whoa, what a turn. Yeah. Well, that's why I always hate. You know, if you and thankfully I don't work on anything that makes me do this anymore but when they're like can you live tweet the show I'm like I, but yeah. the people who are following me that aren't watching the show are just going to be annoyed yeah you I should, you should live the- tweet uh, Talking Dead <laughs> every time yeah. something happens just Hold on. I won't even host the show I'll just do it all yeah. from so what did it feel like yeah. when Rick killed that you guy can, can send the same question just refresh or... yeah just refresh yeah. Yeah. Say it right there get on your phones I'll give you the Wi-Fi password <laughs> I think honestly I think you know we are in sort of an observer culture right where everyone's commenting on stuff rather than experiencing it but i think it is because we have like so many options like the second 
Well, so many TV shows do this where it's like, get your iPad open, and while you're watching it, it's telling you yeah. trivia about Two the thing. Second, 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 second screen, bro. I, I don't like that. I don't like, do that, yeah. When I watch Game of Thrones, all the lights are off, the world goes away, and I'm in Westeros for an hour. You yeah. know? And Katie giggles <laughs> in a very judgmental fashion. Uh. <laughs> I love that horror movie, The Potatoes Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get off it. Yeah. Oh, boy. The Potatoes Have Eyes. <laughs> Tune um, in for tonight's hashtag uh, war. <laughs> uh, Potato movies! <laughs> Save it. Uh, Air Spud. I love it already. Nicholas Cage in Potato Eyes. Yes! What's the real one? Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. <laughs> you just said the word potato. You said it as if like, no, I mean, come on, like, Kamel. Yeah. It's the most yeah, obvious yeah, thing. Yeah, like the actual exactly. title was like, yeah. Shh, yeah. tomato eyes. Exactly. Yeah. A potato air. That's con air. <laughs> <laughs> Up in but the potato. I know, I know, I know. I know, But we weren't potato eyeing a movie. We were just potatoing a movie. Like, like, you hate you it hate because it's too, it's too obvious. You hate being ganged That's up. That's more layers to your joke, asshole. <laughs> you know, you had a good run at the top of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Every time you call it out is when I start What are you talking about? <laughs> It's like it's like when someone does like kind of an impression or something. You're like, oh, do it again. You're like, oh, um, uh, yeah. um, I can't. Emily's yeah. like that. Like she'll say something, and then I'm like, say it again, and then it's gone. It's gone. When, <laughs> I, when I was uh, I, I worked at a golf course in college, uh, and uh, as a caddy, would observe that that guys would fuck with each other by going, I love that thing you do at the top of your swing. And the guy's like, what, what are you talking about? Oh. And get them super in their head about it. Oh, shit. And it would completely like fuck up their game because they were so focused <laughs> I on that. I totally have that with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I do. Where if I'm just doing the move, I'm like, great. And then it's like, oh God, I hope it works this time. Then it never works. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And that's what like what I like about like basketball is like when Kobe gets hot or something, his body is somehow working. Where he can just shoot a basketball and it goes in no matter where he is. It's kind of impressive that you can that people can get into that zone. I'm sure yeah. that's Malcolm Gladwell's next book. <laughs> it, <laughs> the hot zone. But yeah. it, it is an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, no, it is. I, think it's, I think it's um, you know, it's repetition. It's doing something a million times muscle memory, so that yeah. it's just programmed into your muscles. Yeah, like, but it's interesting that your head can sort of get you out of the thing you, your body knows exactly I think part of it is, like, being a little dumb, I think, helps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Nick Kroll had that joke about how, like, stupid people fuck great. The smart people are just like, oh my god, I hope I do this well. Is this where this goes? But I think that's true. Like, I think that's true with a lot of like actors too. Like, you find out amazing actors are like kind of dumb, and you're like, that kind of makes sense. That makes sense because they're kind of like just a vacant vessel yeah. for yeah. whatever character they're going to play. It's just like just be really angry. And well, you're I not don't like. Oh, I hope. I, I just do find it. that um, I, I work best when I strap a mirror to my partner's face, and then I just see <laughs> you myself. fuck yourself. Your yeah, fuck face. Over yeah. And over Chris, again. Mm. Yeah. too real. What? <laughs> I like the idea that you're missionary in yourself. It's not... <laughs> I, I, Just you put those legs up. I, yeah. like the, I, I like the missionary of everything. I like mac and cheese, spicy tuna rolls, <laughs> vanilla. Like I like the missionary of everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just, that unfortunately, is my mo. Yeah. yeah favorite right. superhero, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. The missionary great. of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Although now I think Batman is the missionary of superheroes. He's getting there. He's it's getting there, worrisome. right? Movie, now it's yeah, become like Superman's not cool. That's the new thing, I think. Did he, we have to break well, Superman, Superman to like cool Superman cool since again. he fought Muhammad Ali. This has been like an ongoing thing of Superman not being cool. Like Muhammad Ali? 
Like since Superman, like I think that was like the last time Superman was cool. He like fought him was in the when street. He fought. Was it like no? Was it they actually charged. No, it was a special Neil Ad. It was a Neil Adams comic, and he drew it. And it was uh, they, the aliens took Muhammad Ali and Superman to this planet where Superman's strength was nullified. So he was just a regular strong so guy. So then what's the And he had point? to box Muhammad Ali. Well, Muhammad Ali would have beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, but Superman still knows how to fight. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't really he doesn't know. have to. He barely no, he knows doesn't. how to throw a punch. Guys, He's I, just super fast and strong. Yeah. I disagree. Superman lost, he, but I disagree. He, he didn't take kar- <laughs> Superman he didn't never take, trained. He doesn't yeah. do kung fu or anything. Batman had to do ninjutsu and all that. Superman shows up and wins. Yeah, yeah. Batman had trained with the League of Shadows. Superman. Just- Superman could also read a book about boxing very quickly and apply those skills into life. But not on a planet where his powers are nullified. Then he's just a regular, then it's gonna take regular him a long time. super like, buff Yeah, give guy. me a week to finish this book. Yeah, I mean... Guys, I don't like your attitude right now <laughs> Yeah, but any of Superman this. doesn't have to know how to fight. He just has to pick someone up by the throat and throw them into space. Superman's technique is very poor. Well, you think Superman is a, can actually fight. I think Superman can handle himself, yeah. You know, because he comes up against strong foes, like Doomsday, that Doomsday fight. Doomsday killed him! Yeah, I know, but it was, it was fine. <laughs> they yeah. both died. Yeah, but he has no—he t- has no technique. He doesn't know. Superman doesn't. Guys, I will say for the record that I don't want to talk about this. Does Superman okay. fuck good? Because the We're nerds listening now that. are way Superman, into it, and I don't Superman care. Superman fucks yeah. good. But what if Superman got taken to a planet where he, his powers are nullified? Would Superman fuck good then? Then he fucks normal, I think. Then he just fucks. No, he's like, not good. He's too smart. He's a writer. He's gonna be too much in his head. No, yeah, he's gonna be too he's much. He's gonna be thinking smart. about his dad. Yeah. He's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. Superman. Last time smart. I was here. I could have uh, saved him. Anyway, let me thumb this in. <laughs> think about space baseball. <laughs> Spaceball. Please yes. think about spaceballs. The movie, Spaceballs. Yeah. There's some attractive people in that. That's not going to help. Chris, I have a question. Please. So you have like uh, so many jobs you do every day, right? Different jobs? Yeah. Do you find... Uh, how do you switch? Is it a different gear? Like when you're like at midnight or talking dead or whatever it is or stand up, do you all feel like it's for the same brain mode or is it different brain modes? They're, I feel like they are all, um, they're all offshoots of the same underlying mechanism, but they are all different modes. At midnight is a different, you know, at midnight's more of a comedy mode than Talking Dead, which is more of a traffic cop mode, which is different than stand up, which is I have to control everything. And uh, and so I, I just, you know, my attention span is such that working on a different thing every few hours suits me very well. Okay. I think I'd go a little crazy if it was, if I, like the idea of working on a movie where it's like, okay, just, you know, sit in your trailer, we might get to you, we might yeah. not, like that makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. But what I like about that is, so to finish, they'll talk about that, um, so you do have to like switch gears in your head. You're like, all right, now it's let's not go. A conscious, it's not a conscious. It just decision. happens. Yeah. You don't have to. There's no like you don't like hit up against anything. No, you just, no. Like, it's Everything just... sort of has a preset mode, and I know. Okay, and, and I... you can just sw- switch, and you don't have to think about yeah. it. You just go do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I've been doing so many different things for so long now yeah. that it doesn't really feel like. Okay, now I need to meditate yeah. to get to that midnight. It's like, okay, now we're doing at midnight. All right, now I want to go do a set. What's great about working on a movie is that you have to do. St- First of all, there's so many people involved. I think that's cool. That, you like, like teamwork. That 200 people made a thing together. Yes. I like the feeling of that. I also like if you're acting on something, you do it. You do a scene like 40, 50 times. You do it all these different ways, whatever. And then what they use is always that's so That's bad directing and mm-hmm. bad acting. 
<laughs> what do you mean? That's too many takes. It is a lot of takes. <laughs> I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm exaggerating. David Fincher does, you know, that yeah. many. David no. Fincher does a lot. But we My probably do a scene at the very, very least 20, 20 times. Because there's a lot of... You yeah, just a have lot to of put a lot of coverage. Well, there's a lot of coverage. So it'll be like... So oh, if there's right, five right. of us in a scene, right. it's going to be one establishing shot, yep. then twos, two shots, then my coverage, then everybody else's coverage, and each time... Why not shoot everything in that rig they use for bullet time on The Matrix? That's a great idea. I mean, there's like a hundred the, All of Silicon Valley. I'm like, that's a great idea. And the next season, everything's just rotating, rotating the whole time. People are like, this shit sucks. <laughs> well, we shot the, it in uh, propeller head soundtrack. But I like it's interesting. So I've been watching these episodes and it's like, oh, they used that. And then they took this moment and they did this with it. It's so interesting. Like, it's like a puzzle you put together very, very slowly as opposed to stand up where all that matters is killing right then. Like, you, you, you have stories you're working on and you're fixing them, but even when the story is not done, the goal in that moment is to kill that, that night. Yeah. And then you're, you're kind of done with that set, in a way. We, um, uh, we did a... I've been doing this show every couple of weeks called Beta Test, where... Thomas did it last he night, He did right? it last night, yeah. and he... The conceit is that, you know, me and two other comics each get 20 minutes, but you have to work on new material. And Proops did it, and Middleditch did it. And he was very nervous going into it. He was like, I don't know, I may not do more than 10 minutes. You know, I've just been opening up for Kamel on the road, and I'm trying to... He's an improv guy, and so he's been, he's been playing more with stand-up. And he was like, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. And he was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and he, he filled 25... He did a little, a little over 20 minutes. Mm, and, it, the light, huh? and it was... And it was... But it was just a couple of minutes. And then it was... Uh, Seems like but, you're really sticking to that, that he went over. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, we gave him twenty, and he did twenty-five. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Uh, but no, but he, but he really so wait, was did the fantastic. Store have to stay open late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not just the comics that are affected by that. The cover it's... for the whims of this fucking diva improviser. <laughs> Starting to sound like the last time Chris did meltdown. Wait, what? No, not you. But oh. like you went on after someone went on for like oh, right, right, forty-five right. minutes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah that was that was, yeah. so, that was so funny. I know exactly what you're talking. Because you were yeah. like, uh, they, they were like, "Do you want to go on before?" And I go, "No, no, no, let him go. I'm totally fine." And it really, really was like forty minutes. Yeah. For it was like a drop-in set, right? Was it? Was it a book set? Or no, was it a I don't think it was. Oh, it was a book yeah, set. It was a book set. It was, book. It was yeah. a book set. I mean, I, I, I can understand sometimes running the difference between. 18 minutes and 23 minutes where you're like, oh, I'm sorry. But I know if I'm doing, like, you know if you're yes. doing 40, 45 minutes. You, yeah. you know that. Yeah. But, like, we have, like, like, Aziz, whenever he drops by, we put him up at the end and we're like, do whatever you want. And then sometimes he'll do that long. But it's different because um, we told him he could go as long as he wanted and he's up at the end so he's not screwing over anybody and the crowd is always so fucking excited yeah, to see Yeah, they can him. leave yeah. if they want to. But you're going in the middle, stick to your time. It's a little... <laughs> it's interesting watching Thomas do stand-up because I think what stand-ups try and do is recreate moments whereas improvisers try and find new moments. Mm-hmm. So trying to take that approach, like trying to like rediscover something or, or like discover new stuff in the context of stand-up, it's interesting... To see him like working on bridging that, because I think they're different in some ways. They definitely are, but he, but he know, but he, but you can tell that the improv skills let him find what yes. the beats of a story are <laughs> yeah. really fast, and he can, if he's not hitting it right away, he can make 
really quick turns to find. He's yeah. so quick. He's unbelievably fast. Him and fast. Zach, Zach Woods on the show, it's just like, oh, you guys are just improv machines. Like, yeah. they are so quick. They, they just, they don't have that, they can like, fuck good. You know what I mean? Like, they don't overthink. <laughs> they, they're very good and they're hyper smart overthinkers. Zach, I mean, you'll never meet anybody who thinks, overthinks as much as But he that does. flies in the face of the thing you said earlier, which is that but smart But he can people- turn it off. Oh. He's very good at being able to turn that off in specific context. So when he's doing improv, it's all instinct. He's just going with it. And then as soon as it's done, it's just like overthinking, overthinking. When, yeah. you, guys, when you guys shoot a scene a bunch of different ways, is everyone bringing new information to each scene? Or do you guys pretty much stick to... Well, we sort of do it, you know, it's all, it's all pretty tightly scripted, and then we improvise and we'll find certain things. So we'll do some in the beginning. The, the, the issue is we're all, like, none of us are, like, other than Martin, like, serious actors. So it kind of takes us a while to find a good rhythm. It's yeah. also because we're kind of fucking around and we're children. Right. And then we had this new uh, character, Russ Hanneman, shows up. Do you know? Did you watch the newest <laughs> yeah, episode? I haven't seen the newest episode. That yet. guy's great. That guy's great. Chris Diamantopoulos. He's an actor, and he shows up, and we're all like goofing around. Like takes us a while, and he's like fucking on it from the first one. He's got ideas on how to block it, and we were like, "Oh man, this is what how we should all." Be. <laughs> but we kind of like loosey goosey, and then people like sort of do try different things, and then it, sometimes we lock into something, and then we stick with it, and sometimes it's about still like sort of. You know, f- trying to find it the whole time, and uh, and then ending up with something that you know. That That's works. really funny to, to to when you, especially when you to hear you say that and to know like who the stand-ups in the group are, and who the improv and yeah. the actor people are, yeah. and just how everyone approaches it differently. And when you're, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like as a stand-up, you're like, oh, you know, we'll sort of we'll fuck around until we'll workshop until we find yeah, something, yeah. and we'll just see how it yeah. goes. And you're a little more in control of what you do. Yeah, but I, I, I'd never taken acting classes. I just started a couple months ago. And I'm like, oh, I, I, it would better serve me in every way to come in more prepared. Because my thing is like, I'll go in and we'll sort of see how it goes. We'll all work on it together. And it, and it works really well. But you go in with like a plan and ready to go and ready to change it. That's like a whole other thing. Like when you see like fucking... Actors who are like really, really good actors versus actors who are just sort of themselves and good at being that. The difference is so huge. Yeah. Like some people are just charismatic and funny and it's fine. But then there's like Daniel Day-Lewis where you're like, oh, you're, you have a whole process. Like you worked on this. Yeah. And do you think uh, – what do you think the delineation between, you know, like that natural talent and you just you, – you carved a path – in the asphalt to make this. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think some people are just naturally comfortable in front of a camera, good at being in the moment, good at reacting and stuff. I don't want to name names, but there's a lot of people who are sort of that same part, play the same character every single time, right? And that, if you want that, that's the best guy for it. But then there are some people, I was watching this movie last night called The D Train, which comes out in a couple of weeks, and it's Jack Black and James Marsden. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting watching them because Jack Black is playing this really uptight family guy who's like very closed and introverted, um, which is so against Jack Black's type, right? Because usually Jack Black is the crazy guy. So it was interesting to see how, what physical things he was doing to stay in that. And then James Marsden is playing like this Lothario sex guy. And to see like, I was watching a scene where he's just eating cereal and the way he was eating cereal, you could tell, oh, this guy 
this guy fucks good, you know? <laughs> it was really interesting. It's a great movie. You guys should. Do you want to take, do you want to get more acty roles or do you want to get more roles where you get to be like a comic who's, you know, just like really funny? On? I mean, I would love to be more acty stuff. I mean, I don't really do that right now, but I would love to be able to do it. Yeah. Because you'll get the opportunities. I mean, like this, this show is going to, you guys are all going to get bigger opportunities can we get hollywood on the line and tell them right now uh they're here <laughs> oh my god we're at hollywood center studios i'm gonna play Where a superhero yep mm. you know who like like ike Barinholtz? you know yeah. he's gonna be in the next he's playing johnson strange coming up in one of the dc movies oh that's fantastic which is so great like that's the fucking dream someone who's really funny but it's really good because he played that Russian guy in yeah, Eastbound and Down. That was great, yeah. So you know he can do more than just sort of play that goofy guy. Yeah, I think sometimes it's hard with stand-up because you're so used to kind of doing that one thing. Yeah. You're so not as much a chameleon. It's like, here's my voice and here's who I am. It's also tough because with stand-up, like you said, you have to be fully in control and that's what stand-up is. Whereas with acting, a lot of times it's letting go of control and being vulnerable and allowing yourself to sort of let the moment carry you rather than you carry the moment, which is what, what stand-up is always you carrying the yeah, moment. Yeah, and I know. think that's why a lot of stand-ups, like not all stand-ups translate to acting well. And yeah. when you see it, you're like, wow, what's, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, like Seinfeld always was in control. And right. it, it kind of works on the show because it's a very funny show and that's the part he's playing. But I don't think he would say that he could lose himself in any moment ever, you know? Well, he wasn't. I mean, he essentially played a heightened version of him of his stage, per- like his himself. And all the craziness was everyone around yeah, him. Yeah, but even that, like, straight men can be hard. But he was, like, such an observer and yeah. commenter on the show where, like, something crazy is happening and he's, like, kind of smiling. Yeah, he was, uh, the, you know, he figured out how he works really well. Uh, how's I haven't talked to Emily in ages. She's great. Is she, she's, her book comes out in September. It's incredible. Her book's done. It's done. Officially done? She wrote a book. It's very yeah. And it's We've got to have her on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, have her on. It's done being written. And, yeah, she did, like, three drafts of it. And now it's all done. Like, no more changes. God, oh, she's so fucking cool. Dory's writing a book right now. When yeah. it's done, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to start another <laughs> you know what I learned from Emily? I would do this thing with stand-up where it's like, you're just going to wait for inspiration to hit you, man. You just, I don't feel like writing today. I just, the, the, you know, the, the, the power isn't speaking through me today. <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> and I see Emily being like, no, you just fucking sit down and you do the work and you write. And some days you write good stuff and some days you don't write good stuff. But you fucking sit down and you do it. And she does that. And I learned that from her. It's like, oh, no, it's work. Good writing isn't always like, and then it was magic. And look, I wrote this like Breakfast Club. You hear he wrote it in a weekend. There's many other awesome movies that were written over years. Yeah. People like fucking writing and rewriting and rewriting. So it's, it's work. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think you have uh, taught Emily in exchange? Honestly, I don't think I've taught her a damn thing. No, of course you have. <laughs> I don't know. Jonah, what do you think I've taught Emily? Uh, what not to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm an example of what not to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what have Jonah's I Jonah's back her? on track. I love that little thing you do at the top of your jokes. <laughs> ah, don't no, point it out. Like not, don't not do, do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't. don't. Uh, yeah. You it. do this little thing. It's uh, great. Do that. It was going to get in my head. What have I taught her? I don't know. 
I don't know. I genuinely don't think I've taught. I think that's kind of a weird question to ask him because it sounds like it's like, what good traits of you have you imparted onto? Well, I I always think it's interesting to find out like when, because I look at you guys as having like, they have a, a, a fantastic relationship and you guys have been together for a long time, a long time now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just always interesting to hear how people make that work, especially when, you know, the, the life of a comic and being around comedy and being a performer and it's tumultuous and it's emotional. And so how do you like how do you make sure that you maintain and still get what you both need out of the relationship? And it seems like you guys do that. So I just yeah, I mean, what helps is that we're in similar worlds and she I really trust her opinion on the stuff I do, and I think she trusts mine on the stuff she does. So they're related but separate, yeah. which I think really helps us. It's also part of it is like you see she's so, so talented, and I'm always surprised when I find out like new stuff that she's really good at. Like I'm like kind of afraid of reading her book because it's going to be so good. That I'm gonna be like, it's gonna like weird me out a little bit in a good way. <laughs> but I love like seeing her in different contexts. Like, like, like today she found this letter that she wrote her parents when she was like eight or nine at, at camp. And I was reading this and I almost like started like crying. Cause it was, and it was not like an emotional letter, but I was just like, suddenly I saw her as like this little girl, you know? So it's, uh, I don't know what I'm saying, but it's, <laughs> it's just interesting with her to like see, I don't know, different parts of her because it's still, we've been together for nine years. But. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you just had your two year because I saw your, yeah. your nice picture. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday was two years of being married. To your best friend, you said. To my best bro. That's it. Your best bro. Yeah. No, that was great. It's been awesome. It just gets better. It's just, it's kind of crazy. It's like, you know, when you finally, and like, Kamala, well, I can back me up on this. It's like when, when you, when you like, you're like, it's like, I love everything about this person. This is it. I got it. And then you get married and then like, you have no idea that it can keep on getting better the longer you're together. Yeah. It's uh and it's like, you get blown away by it. Like nonstop. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Especially like looking back, back at old pictures where you yeah. just kind of go, you're like, well, I didn't even know this about her then. And like, yeah. it's like, and now it's like, she's even like, you know, more beautiful and more cool and charming than like, yeah. even, you know, than, than I thought enough to be married to the person. So yeah, it's yeah. great. And it's awesome. Two years is, uh, it's like, it's weird. Cause you talk to like, you know, like and Emily, it's like technically been six. We've been married. I mean, we've been together nine years. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, two years, like just sounds like nothing. And you talk to like even other friends of mine. They've been married like it's like it's like their parents, 15 year anniversary. My parents just had their 44th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Whoa. Are they are they getting along? Yeah. I think they at this point they can't survive apart. I think. Uh, I think that's that the goal, right? They grow yeah. into like tandem collars. Their yeah. their heads will explode yep. if the other yeah. one gets too far away. Yeah. Yep. Way to bring it back to the running man, Chris. <laughs> but that's what I thought of. I immediately thought of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it just as you get older, you just sort of become more dependent on the person you didn't realize yeah. you were so dependent on. Yeah, but you, I think it's important to keep appreciating, it, it, like, because you could take relationships for granted very easily. Yeah. Just like, oh, this is our routine. This is what we do. But I think it's good to break out. Emily and I travel a lot. She still says stuff that, like, I'm like, that is so fucking shockingly smart. Like two days ago, I was watching basketball, and she was like, "Sports is just something we invented to trick ourselves into getting excited." 
What am I kidding? That's the whole world. <laughs> that is. That's what everything is. Yeah. Just tricking ourselves to get excited about stuff. Well, I'll be hanging myself yeah. now. Yeah. I know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. sounds great, Kumel. Yeah, but it's like so... He's right. Weirdly, right. like, profound. Yeah, I mean, what is anything? These fucking phones? What are we? We're going to walk hurtling through space. We're all nothing. So are you, are you happy with everything at the moment? Like, is this where you want to be? Yeah, well, what we're trying to do right now is Emily and I wrote a movie that we're trying to, that we're looking to get made right now. So that's sort of the next big project. Yeah. And that's what sort of we're focusing on right now. So that would be great. I have this thing where like I get focused on one thing and then neglect other stuff. I'm not as good as switching gears, which is why I was asking you. I'll get into a mode and then I only want to do that thing and I can't switch out of it. Sure. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been your day. Your month, I'll, I'll your be week, there for you. Or even your year. Well, what if I didn't know the song and I was like, that's really profound. <laughs> that is how I feel. I just want to jump in a fountain. Uh, no but, one told you that it was ever going to be this way. <laughs> Which is what? Everyone always told you life was going to be horrible. <laughs> Who were your parents? <laughs> they were like, it's very hard when you're a Elliot grown-up. Gould. <laughs> get out of that fountain and get a fucking job. Yeah. yeah. But but, I, but so that's I, I am happy. But like I have this summer off kind of, so I'm gonna like trying to figure out like probably do a lot of stand up. I've been neglecting stand up, so I want to do a lot of stand up. Figure out my next hour, do these acting classes, and then go back to Silicon Valley in October, and then you know, see what happens next year. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice to know that that's there, though. It's yeah. great to know mm. that that's there. Helps where you, you can sort of, of just plan. Well, it just also helps you go. Like it's very yeah. it's 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 it is a it is a unique and special opportunity, particularly in this business where you can where you can just go, <sighs> yeah. And, and it's not like you can sit too long. Never. You can still but, see the darkness, but, but it's a little further away. Well, it's been, <laughs> it follows like it's the yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's always right there. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's I, being unemployed in this business. Like it's and the hard thing is if you're unemployed for a little bit. Then suddenly you're not in the thing of being in stuff anymore. Yeah. Like certain people are in stuff and then they're on a roll. And then if you get a window where you don't do stuff, then it's harder to get back in. To jump back on. And it's the... going to be like this for the rest of our lives. But you uh, have the gift that most performers don't have, which is that you can always do stand up. Yes. You have that. And that is such a valuable skill set to have that you don't necessarily have to, I mean, you know, to an extent. The phone has to ring sometimes, but if you didn't work for a year, you could go tour yeah. and build up, you know, and if you're crushing on the road, that's going to create more yeah. opportunity and you can get paid. And so it's, it really is a fortunate, yeah. it's a fortunate path. I'm so surprised at how much you tour. It's so important. Who, me? Yeah, you oh. tour a lot. Yeah. It's, I really don't love tra- especially if when I'm working I don't love traveling it's it it, it takes a toll <laughs> and then I have that thing where because I get focused on one thing so I'll be Silicon Valley so I'll get stand up dates and I'm like I don't want to I don't want to do stand up right now not knowing that this is going to be you know six months from now I mean I know it intellectually but emotionally in that moment I'm like I don't care I don't want to do this I don't want to do this and then Silicon Valley ends and I'm like oh fuck I don't have any dates I should yeah, have you gotta plan up. that stuff way in advance yeah so now <laughs> I, I gotta be better about that especially stuff. now because you'll sell a bunch of tickets on the road thomas and i went on tour uh for a little while and it's fucking so much fun it's so great right now to go out for us like it's a good it's a good time i mean i remember i feel like it was only just like maybe four or five years ago where you 
open for me yeah. at, in, in, in Seattle. And at it the was music box. At the, at the, at the show box. Show box. And uh, it was for, and, and you got to pull out all the video game jokes. Yeah. And you were like, I can't believe I get to tell these jokes. I don't yeah. get to tell these jokes yeah. on the road normally. Yeah. And now you've so surpassed all of that in terms of audience size. Well, it's great doing Silicon Valley because you get audiences that already like you. So you don't have to the, – the, for a comedian, I think the switch from having to win over every audience to not having to do that can be good and bad. It's yes. good in that you can kind of do now the stuff that you, that's riskier. You don't have to do your first 10 minutes of easy stuff to get into that. You could just do it. But then also you can get lazy, right? Yeah. So if you, go, if you get outside your comfort zone and like you were just to pop up on the comedy store on a random night, you yeah. might be like – Whoa, hey, what, yeah. what, what happened? Yeah. Why, why did you like me right away? <laughs> yeah, I did some shows in Miami recently that the crowd didn't know me. And it was like, oh my God, I guess it has been a while since I've done this. And then it felt great to be like, all right, win these people over. Yeah. And it was awesome, but it was like a weird, different, it's a different feeling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but everything, everything adds a little bit to the pie. So, you know, Indoor Kids and Meltdown and, yeah. and Silicon and you doing stand, like every little thing kind of helps contribute to that, you know, that broad idea of yeah. you as We're in a great time where comedians, we can do so many different kinds of things, like podcasts, like you, you could kind of do. And I think podcasts is changing how people do stand up now, too. Like people are more conversational and confessional and stuff like that. It's yeah. A, it's a really an amazing time to be a comedian. I'm, I'm afraid it's going to change. Do you think it's going to change? <laughs> Well, I mean, well, Hollywood's here. Let's ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, it change is inevitable. It'll always change, but it'll change into it, it. It won't. It won't change into something that's insurmountable. I don't believe. Yeah. It'll. It'll. It'll change. You just have to try to be aware of it, or ahead of it, or at least open and not going. You know. Uh, there, there was a sports guy who got all mad because uh, esports were broadcast on ESPN two, and it was yeah. a lot of like, "Hey, look at these nerds! Go back to your mom's basement!" It was just like the fucking hackiest, shittiest. Like, yeah. do we want to start stereotyping about what jocks are like? You know, like we don't. And it's like, fine, you know, you want to shit on that. There's a young audience and they're into it. Then that is old people talk, and yeah. you will be done. And so fuck you. People always resist change, and then. It gets busted through, and then it becomes part of right. normal life. Like, it used to be, you know, like, the the way gay people were on TV. were always, like, gay, super gay. And now it's like, well, they're gay, but they can, you know. I think in the beginning, there's a lot of resistance. Like, there's a female Thor. People were angry about that. And then in a few years, we might have a female Captain America, and no one will say a goddamn thing. Right, right. You know? Yeah, people just, people are always, res- the, the first time they hear about something, <gasps> their defenses go, I don't know, yeah. and then it's fine. It's all going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. Especially these people who define themselves like these sports guys. Like, I like the Bruins, or right. what did they play? The hockey. Hockey, you or know. Or the UCLA Bruins play a bunch of sports. Okay, but, but, but that, or even people who are like video game nerds, you know, like who are big into games will like resist change, and then it just becomes part of it. Dude, I would, I would start watching ESPN if they started showing Some like, of those e-sports. games they show are so complicated, I don't understand. What, like StarCraft 2? Well, Heroes, they had, they, showed, they had the Heroes of the Storm tournament, and to, to watch it on a screen, because there's so much going on, yeah, uh, you know, unless you unless you're intimately familiar, sometimes it can be a little like, wait, who's got the? You Do know, you know the game? I, I know it somewhat. I'm yeah. not great at it. I've you know I've played that in, in League of Legends, which is another company, right, so right, right. Not, 
And so uh, I played both of them. And uh, it is when you're playing the game, you can totally get a sense of what's going on. But I'm I'm kind of not a great spectator because I'm like, wait, who's got the? Where's the? Like, yeah. I'm just I'm just bad about that. Yeah, and that game is like sensory overload. Uh, I can't figure out what's going on. Do you have to be somewhere? Because it's two thirty, and they just said you had to go at two thirty. Yeah, I should. Dentist appointment with the Chinese guy. What two thirty? No, it's my favorite dad joke. I heard that <laughs> two thirty dentist joke for the first time from Jonah two months ago on stage. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And I was like, "This is the funniest, single funniest joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have ever yeah. heard in my yeah, life." Yeah, and I like I told you then I wrote it. So uh, <laughs> that's interesting, Jonah. Yeah. What's your What's your day like the rest of the day? Uh, we I have something right now, and then we're going to be editing Meltdown. Nice early yeah. evening, and that uh, is been going really well that's yeah, fun it's looking really that's good. fun dude i love doing editing well, you I'm, hated it last season no i love the editing i don't like the sound stuff. oh the sound that's right i yeah, really yeah. don't like doing sound but i think it's very very important last year we went in to see the cuts after the sound guy had been through them and it was like the guy had put in like big bang theory audiences yeah every every little thing got it anytime there was a laugh it was just, ah, yeah, big, and we're like, that's not how a show is. <laughs> and because we know the show so well, we're there every week. We know how that room sounds, so we were like, it's gotta sound just like that. So we yeah. barely sweetened any of it. We just took it all back. So, but the editing is fun because it's backstage stuff. So you like crafting a story. You got the story arcs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Runners like one day, out. one night, I just wore this new jacket I had, this denim jacket that was like a little fancier than part what I denim. usually wear. It's only part denim. And it's all denim. It's different kinds of denim. <laughs> Guys, save it for the every Meltdown time. show. <laughs> but like he made fun of it on stage, and then everybody was just making fun of it all night. It was the, so the then, one of the best moments was like he's just wearing it backstage, and then Adam Pally just like just like just dives in and goes like, "I was waiting for you. You were the one that yeah. was waiting for it." He's like, "Wait, are you uh, shooting Wild Hogs too right now?" <laughs> and he said, "This is the jacket I would wear if I was driving off a cliff." <laughs> Which is so mean. Um, But yeah, so that's, uh, we're going to go edit some Meltdown. Excellent. Yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank Uh, you, Chris. It's it's really fun to watch. It's always fun for me to watch, like, where my friends, like, oh, they're doing this, and now they built yeah. this thing, and now they're here. And yeah, now we met at Tiger Lily, things. I think. We met, at Ti- we met at Tiger Lily, and the first bit that I ever saw you do was the Benjamin Button bit, oh, which yeah. I still love. Really wish that movie had become a classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I could still do that joke. Well, you get the... You it's use, a classic you, premise. I well, because I could do a it. joke about Forrest Gump today, but I can't do a joke about Benjamin Button. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it used to, it used to be you'd have three opportunities in traditional media distribution. Yep. You'd have the release of the film in theaters yeah. you'd have the release of the film on home video yeah. and then you'd have the release on yeah so Benjamin Button's on cable the other night yeah. <laughs> but now the way that everything's released yeah no so I'm binge watching Daredevil like yeah. it doesn't really yeah. and yeah. then at the yeah exactly some movies stay like Joe and I can still make a stand by me reference and none of us will get it but when he points it out <laughs> we know what he's talking about I don't mean that in a bad way that was honestly not supposed to be a diss it just came out like that Anyway, he'll make an obscure <laughs> reference to a movie. It's a classic movie. <laughs> it's one of the first lines when they're all you're meeting all the characters. No, no, no. I, I honestly was trying to support what you had said. <laughs> and then suck my fat when you dumpster hood. Yeah, it's classic too. Uh, <laughs> now that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, still training this. Yeah, but you can just send me references. But if I bring up Benjamin Button, people are like, "Oh, this is an old bit." <laughs> 
<laughs> it sucks. Some movies, you know, some movies don't stick around. No, it's and it's your job as a comic to go in and try to promote films as much as possible to support the bits. That yeah, you have. if I had a really good yeah. bet, yeah, about I really uh, need this to be a classic. Listen, yeah, if Wolverine Origins had been a hit, <laughs> oh my God, I would have my new hour already out. If they shot him in the head with an adamantium bullet, then why in the original X-Men did she not see the bullet in his fucking skull? Wow, that is so such a nerdy thing to say. What? It's no, true. It's good, but that's... Danny Houston shoots him right in the fucking head, yeah. but then in the original X-Men, when she's doing the scan of his body, and she we says, oh, he has adamantium, there's Doesn't no... The, the, bullet, the, bullet the bullet falls out. There, but there's no But there's no indentation in his skull from where the bullet would have... No, the bullet doesn't fall out, doesn't it? It's adamantium. You're thinking about the first time he gets shot when he's on the porch and he's with. Uh... No, yeah, the bullet falls out. Yeah, bullet falls out. It's but he doesn't. But in the but in the scan, the, the adamantium it doesn't isn't going to heal. There 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 would be a hole. There would be a hole in the in the. I'm sorry, you have to go somewhere. Uh, so, uh, Kumail, thank you for me. No, no, I just got genuinely mad. I look mad. forward to. Bringing up to my next thing why I'm late. We were having an argument about. Have you seen Wolverine Origins? You no. haven't? God damn it! All right, well, watch it and then I'll explain have it. Have you seen Benjamin later. Button at least? No. <laughs> What's the deal with Benjamin Button, right? Why don't I just take him to the doctor? Uh, thank you, Chris. Yes, every Sunday at 10 p.m. is Silicon Valley. Yes, or on HBO Go. And Indoor Kids, of course, is me and Emily Gordon, yes. my wife. Uh, hosting a video game podcast. So listen to that. Please. Listen to that as well. It's one yes. of the oldest podcasts on the network, too. Yeah, it's been great. It's so interesting. Like when I do the road, there's still a lot of people who come for indoor kids. A lot of people come for indoor kids. Like it's the most after now Silicon Valley. It's indoor kids. That's fantastic. For, and for a lot of people, it's their first comedy show. Oh, wow. When we did Meltdown, there were these people who were indoor kids people and then became fans of Meltdown. Like uh, four or five different groups that live in different parts of the country came for one taping and they met each other and hung out together for the first time at the Meltdown tapings this year. So it was, it's, it was just, it's interesting how like people, like through Meltdown, a lot of people have become friends and started oh, dating. Boy. And we get I it. I really feel like we really made something really <laughs> special. Jesus, yeah, it's just bringing people up. together. Well, I think it's good not God to start a podcast that's limited Brett. to say how many films are in a film series. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's perfect. Wait, what? Get the fuck out. There's Who no said? end in sight of this. <laughs> this is not. There's Wait. no end in sight of I'm sorry. this. Who said? There is no end in sight. Who said we were talking about you? That's very narcissistic. 25,000 we episodes later, we're still doing this. And guess Jonah, what? What's he we going can't on about? stop. We have to keep going. You saw about there's X-Files no files. end in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once all the Stand By Me references are done, you guys can wrap up this podcast. Oh my god, well done. All right, thanks for having me, dude. First time I ever saw it, bye. Thanks, dude. When the night has come! Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. 
or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.